Hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And you guys, this interview is probably one of my favorites because we laugh so oh, much. so fun. But it's also got, it goes really deep. Yeah, like, at the same time. It is it is a beautiful blend of yes. humor, entertainment, and all that, but real depth. And Very meat, deep. And, and you're, you're going to love our guest today. You are going to love her. But before we get to her, and Dave's going to say a little bit about her in just a minute, I want to share a recent review. Guys, thank you so much for listening and for leaving reviews. Like we we are just always so honored that you would even take the time to leave a review. And it excites us because it actually is a great way to let people know about this podcast. So if you love this podcast, you've been listening for a long time or even a short time, please just take a minute and go leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. It, it's just, it means the world to us and it helps get the word out. So here's today's review and, and it is a five-star review. Thank you so much. It's from ANJBR and it says this, I am a huge fan of this podcast. I have been married just under two years and have listened to almost 60 episodes since discovering Dave and Ashley a few months ago. I highly recommend it to couples of all backgrounds and life stages. And I love that because the fact that people from all backgrounds and seasons of marriage and life stages can benefit from this. That's our heart. We, we want we want to always meet people right where they are. So I, I love, love that it. review. Guys, thank you for taking the time to share reviews. And it really does help other people discover this podcast. So if this podcast has been meaningful to you, it's a great way to let other people know about it. And I love it when you, sweetie, read reviews because you put on those sexy reading glasses. <laughs> that. Well, because I can't see. So. Well, you could be a reading glasses model. It's one of your many, many skills. Hey guys, like I said, we've got a great guest today, Blake Guichet, better known as The Girl Named Blake on Instagram and also as the host of Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast, which is one of the most fun, so fun. and meaningful podcasts out there. And uh, you're, if, you ha- if you know Blake already, you're going to be in for a treat. If you've never heard of her, you're going to be in for a treat as you are introduced to really this incredible young leader who is doing so much to kind of lead the way in having important conversations that often people in the church are afraid to have. Yes. And she does it with so much fun and authenticity. And I know you're going to enjoy today's interview. So let's dive in. Hey, friends, like I said in the intro, you are in for such a treat today. We've got the girl named Blake, the host of Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast and the author of a brand new book by the same title. She is incredible, so memorable, so authentic, such a unique and awesome and entertaining, compelling voice in our culture right now, and just a ton of fun as well. So Blake, welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you. I, you know, we had a conversation on your podcast and we had so much fun. So fun. We're glad to finally have you on our podcast and really talk about your new book, but also for people who don't get follow you on Instagram, Dave and I were just talking the other day, your, your Instagram handle, which is a girl named Blake, right? Am I saying that right? Or the girl named Blake? The girl girl named Blake, which I love that. And just the things you share on there, you're just so honest and real and exactly what our world needs. And and not only that, you do it in such a respectful yet just truthful way, right? It's thoughtful. That not many people can say. And and we were talking about that. Even like delicate and culturally divisive issues. You just go there and I love it. And the way that you you add commentary on that. It's something that's fresh and it's something that's so insightful. And like, I'm always excited to, to just see what you have to say yes. about stuff. Yes. 
I feel like is my head getting <laughs> yeah. big for this yeah. It's like y'all are just like hyping me up so much. No, but it is so good. And, and I love you. to, it, it, it really provides people a place to engage in a respectful way, even if you have different thoughts on things. Like even if they don't agree with what you're saying, yeah. the way that you help people to, to engage and actually talk about stuff, it's just refreshing. So if people are looking for a place like that, follow the girl named Blake on Instagram and you're going to get that and much more. And so I just wanted to put that out there because we love it. Like we were just talking about that the other day. We're huge fans. We're going to name huge our fans. next child Blake, whether Blake. it's a boy or a girl. It's there happening. you go. It's a, I mean, I look, there you go. It's, like, I mean, it can go. go either way. That's hence my Instagram handle because exactly. if I get called Mr. one more time in my life. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. I, I love, love it. it. Hey, before we dive into to the book stuff, since it is every time we have someone on the Naked Marriage Podcast, we love to hear some of their their marriage story, their love story. Mm-hmm. And I know you've got yeah. you've got a, a great one, but also um, you, you know you're honest about the fact that in 2017 you guys went through some really hard times, and people yeah. maybe love hearing those stories is the wrong word, but they really appreciate those kinds of stories because it gives them yeah. hope when when they're going through hard right. times to know like, hey, you've come through it. What can we learn? From your story, so tell us tell us a little bit about how you how you guys first got together and what life's been like yeah. since. Yeah, yeah. So we met when I we met. I was twenty one. So Jeremy's seven and a half years older than me. So he was like twenty eight. Had been in the workforce for like ten years by then. Owned a house. I'm just like this little baby <laughs> that like just started to be able to buy alcohol legally, like, like still in college. And I was in a, a long-term relationship in college. So I stayed, dated the same guy all four years of college. Um, and it was awful. It was so toxic and so unhealthy. We both were, it was just a mess. And so Jeremy and I became friends through church. We met at our church community group and, um, I, I like, I definitely thought he was hot. Like, <laughs> he was so much older than me that I was like, I'm a child like what he would never and I was in a relationship but so that guy and I broke up and days later I get a text from Jeremy hey just want to let you know that I'm here for you if you need anything like he did the like I'm I'm here here. thing yeah yeah it was really smooth I genuinely took it as platonic because again in my head like he was just so like he was genuinely out of my league and um, so I, we like, I went to, he was playing like league softball and I like went to a couple of his games and it sounds ridiculous, but after one of the games, he came out of like from the field and gave me this, like a hug. And I was like, Oh yeah, snap. this is happening. Yes. Like, this is happening. And it's so funny. Cause years after like people that were around were like, Oh, everybody knew from that moment. <laughs> Everybody knew y'all were like, this was it. This was end game. So two weeks after I got out of a four year relationship, I was dating Jeremy and God has used him to like, he used Jeremy to like heal so much in me because he's such a good man. And it was the complete opposite of the relationship that I'd been in to the point where there were a few times I tried to like end the relationship right. because I was like, this is too good. This is too easy. This is like too great. We dated for a year, got engaged on our one year anniversary, got married five months later, got pregnant the next year. Um, so we actually celebrate our 10 year anniversary. Like that will, will be on our 10 year anniversary trip when my book comes oh, out. Um, we're actually going to Colorado and like renewing our vows and having a whole like thing we're really excited about. So, but in 2017, 
so my I just brought him home from his corporate job. He'd been in corporate America since he was 17. Uh, and he just turned 40 this year and it was sucking the life out of him. And it has been for about the last, I'd say seven or eight Mm -hmm. years. (laughs) Like the first couple of years, he was still like low enough on the totem pole that he could be Mm -hmm. a human. Uh, but as he kind of climbed the ranks, he just became so stressful. He was working 65 to 70 hour weeks. He was never home. He was, it was just, it was, he was a shell of a human, and uh, we had two young kids that are 18 months apart, and I struggle with postpartum anxiety really bad both mm-hmm. times. And so we just became like ships passing in the night. Like we just, we, I wouldn't even go as far as to say we were roommates because roommates talk more than we mm. did. Like we mm. just like, we're so exhausted and neither of us were taking care of ourselves. We weren't prioritizing our marriage and he's now gotten comfortable with like me to, I'm like the more obviously the public facing one of the two of us that like he was also struggling with depression and he had some like vitamin and hormonal deficiencies that he was like unwilling to go get taken care of yeah. and it kind of like all came to a head this one night where I like fell and hurt myself and he like didn't care (laughs) we were so detached from one another that he was like okay like he forgot my birthday that year it was just really really bad and I walked inside and was like I'm gonna get an apartment I don't want to live with you anymore like I don't even like you look that was just straight up like this is awful I would rather be alone than in the same room with you anymore and he comes from a family that is riddled by divorce. And so it was that what that broke him. Like, and I'm not saying that I was perfect. I was definitely bringing things to the table. Like I was naggy and you know, all of that kind of stuff. But he has like since then said that he knows he was a lot of, he was a lot of the catalyst. I said I was, I felt like I was doing CPR on our marriage and I couldn't do it anymore. And so that in that moment, like thankfully by the the goodness of God, like that was enough of a wake up call for him. He called and made a doctor appointment the next day, made a therapy appointment right after that, got on the medications that he needed, started going to therapy. And I mean, I'm talking within weeks. I was like, oh, he's there back. He is. Yeah. He's back, you know, and I mean, now you know, however long math is not going to 2017 was ago. Like he is my best friend. The idea of bringing him home from work sounded awful that like, I was like, no, stay at work. Can, can, can you get an apartment there? Like, just don't come home. Like you're just no fun to be around. And now like we spend every moment of every day together. We hate being apart. He is my best friend. He's the best part of my life. Um, and that is just a testament to something that only God can wow. do. That is, that's amazing. It I love is it. It's amazing. And I, I just know, I hope people really leaned in and I'm sure they did and listened to all that you were talking about. Cause I do think so many people can relate to having seasons like that in their marriage and really being like, right. I don't know if we're going to make it through this, you know? And, and sometimes it is, uh, it, it's because we're not, you know, willing to get the help that we need. And I, I do think that, especially as Christians, and I know like you're, you're big on this too, taking the stigma off going and talking to your doctor and getting medications you need. You know, I, we are all about that too, because it really, uh, 
you know, there, it's multi-pronged. It's not like that's the fix-all, but that is one of the the prongs. Like that is one of the things that you need. I mean, right. we've walked through that ourselves. Oh, yeah. We've I'm, shared about that. I'm there now. Like I got to a place that sounded very similar to what very Jeremy similar. went through. Yeah. And with how I was feeling. Yeah, my hormones were way off. You know, I've got an autoimmune thing going. Like, you know, my body just didn't yeah. work right. And that, and then I didn't. And I hate going to doctors. Yeah. So Ashley finally talked me yep. into going and. Um, and, and it really took several. Right, and it put us on a journey. Right, it wasn't you know. just one and done. Like, it's been a journey, really a multi-year journey. But now, yeah, yeah. like, I feel so good and I feel like I'm myself again. Well, no, right. I, I had that right. day, Blake, because it's really been in this past year. It just, it, it wasn't day. Like, he was just not himself. And, and he felt yeah. it too, but he didn't know what the, he didn't, he would, he would say things like, I feel funky. I'm so sorry, but I don't know what to do. Like I just don't know what to do. Right. Like and I know I'm not. Pleasant I know right I'm not now. pleasant right now. And you I don't know. know and and because <laughs> yeah. I'd be I'd be like, ooh, that that wasn't quite like you. And because um, he's such a happy go lucky guy most of the time. And I'm telling you, after you finally got kind of, you know, he's been through therapy. He's gone to doctors, and you do your supplements and your medications. You got that right. Yeah, find the and right of course, regiment. always praying, always believing, always, you know, always in the word. I mean, this right. is a man that wakes up every day and prays and reads the word, always has since I've known him. But it was like one day, literally, I looked over yeah. to you and I'm like, oh my gosh, there you are. Like, I'm back. I missed Hi. you. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But I think that it's like, it's sticking that out. Like, obviously, this that's... We're not talking about situations no, of no, abuse no. or, yeah, yeah. you know, narcissism, like things that people are unwilling to get help sure. for. But like you have to stick it out. You do. It's like it's like going shoulder to shoulder with somebody and being like, all right, we're going to figure this out right. together. Like we're going to be there for each other, even in our unpleasantness sometimes. But and I'm glad you yeah. said about abuse. You know, we get those kind of questions all the time. We've talked a lot about that, but um, definitely a whole different situation. Um, yeah, emotional and physical is what we're referring to. Like those completely different. Um, but thank you so much for sharing that. I want to make sure we talk about our book. We could just talk about this all day. Yeah, And, but But, like, even like before, I guess the step before the book is like, kind of tell us the genesis of the podcast. Cause I know like, like how did, you know, how did like that's that start? You've had just such a great voice right now, such Mm -hmm. a big following, um, and it's amazing, and you're you're so in your sweet spot, and you're gifting, and you're a voice we we need. But mm-hmm. like, how did that start? Was that always on your heart? Is something you wanted to do? Like, I I just be interested in no. like that story. Yeah. No, yeah, I always tell people if I had gone my way, like nobody would know my name. I would live on a farm, <laughs> and I'd have free range chickens and free range babies, and like just I'd have a totally different life. And I love my life love my life but it is this is not what I would have picked (laughs) but um so 17 was the year that like things got really bad by the end of that year so we really spent 2018 Mm -hmm. healing our marriage and like getting to know each other again and also kind of like getting to know ourselves again like when you're drowning like that you start to lose parts of yourself What, what do I like I'm doing CPR on this marriage all the time. Like, I don't have time to, what do I like? Right. <laughs> what do I want to do? What do I enjoy? What, what makes me happy? You know? And so 2018 was really an opportunity for both of us to find that. My husband got really into woodworking and he's incredibly talented at that. And I started writing, like I just started kind of writing like longer Instagram mm-hmm. captions, yeah. you know, like I wasn't 
I wouldn't say I was blogging. I was just kind of like mini blogging and people were receptive to that. Nothing crazy. By the time I started my podcast, I think I had like 990 followers and, um, but I was talking a lot then about hustle culture because I am like, I'm a goer, I'm a doer. I, I owned a wedding planning business before and I was, I worked my last wedding 38 weeks pregnant with my second kid. It just, it was insane. And I ended up having like my own medical crash and burn. And so I was talking a lot about that and kind of just starting to introduce myself into like the digital world, Instagram, started listening to podcasts and I just, I felt like too much for everything I found. Everybody just seemed like they had it together and it was like, everything was like for women specifically, it was like pink and flowers and which is fine. Like I am not, that is great. And I know that that is for some people. My favorite color is black. (laughs) I, you know, like I own every Tim Burton movie ever made. Like I'm weird And I just couldn't find like my voice. I couldn't hear my voice like coming back to me. And so about October, it was actually, it was October. I was at the silos in Waco sitting like, you know, amongst the, what they have created. And I was just like, I think I'm going to start a podcast. (laughs) That was literally, I think I'm going to start a podcast. God dropped confessions of a crappy Christian in my lap. I did not. It just like dropped in my brain. I love alliteration. It just dropped in my brain. And it was exactly what I wanted. I wanted to boast in my weakness. I wanted to talk about mental health. I wanted to talk about the things that I didn't feel like the conversations I was seeing within the church. And so October and November, I busted butt and got it put together and launched it on my 30th birthday. It was like my 30th birthday present to myself. And I had absolutely no idea what I was Mm-hmm. in for what it like I was so excited when I got a thousand downloads the first yeah. week I was like ah, this is it like this is <laughs> this is the best it gets and God was like uh Stratton. Yeah. like You're going for a ride <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> I had no idea that I ended up like talking about politics and talking about you know sharing so much of myself and my life and growing to where it has I had no idea well oh, it's been so I love good. it Again, like it's such a voice that is needed. And I, I love that you were like, I'm going to, I'm, you know, you were looking for kind of somebody you could relate to. And when you don't feel like you're finding it, it's like God's calling you to it. It's, you know, God's like pointing the finger at you like, Hey, you're somebody. (laughs) So I'm glad you did that. You know? Yeah. I love it. So awesome. Yeah. No, it really is. And so needed. And, and as huge as things are right now, I I firmly believe like the the rocket ship has not even entered orbit yet. Like you are going such big places and. You know, I'm going to tell tell our grandchildren. I I know that girl named Blake. That's right, I know. Dad. Know you don't know the and that terrifies <laughs> me. You don't like, know the I, president. I know that I, president. We know her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I promise I will never. Well, never say idea. never. I'm like I will never be president. And God's like I won't. I really. I don't think God's calling me to the realm of politics. I think my past is a little too shady. No, clearly no uh, one can be disqualified for past mistakes anymore. So like, you know, you're you're fine. Too shady. I'm fine. My laptop is (laughs) comparatively. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I love it. So good. Tell us. Talk about the podcast. Yes. Uh, Well, tell tell us about the book. Like kind of just that, you know, I'm. It's it's a whole it's a whole new world. Like this is the very first book, mm-hmm. the first of many bestsellers coming from Blake. Yep. And so 
I, you know, tell, tell us like the, at what point in the journey did you say that's the next step? Like that, that's what I, and, and this is what I want to put in the book. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, Tyndale, my book is published to Tyndale. Tyndale actually found me and asked me if I wanted to write a book. Uh, I had like the bones of like not even actually a proposal. Like I had like a Google Doc with some stuff in it that was maybe one day I'll write a book. But I I didn't, I knew from being in that world, let's see, I guess I've been in, in like the internet world for two years by then I knew how much it took to get a book deal and I was like I don't have the time to get an agent I was raising babies my husband was still working like crazy I actually had a full-time job at the time I ended up going back to work and working in communications for a church um I was like there's just no way I'm not gonna get an agent I'm not gonna write a whole like proposals it take forever with I think yes oh my gosh they take forever and coming up with everything and I was just like, I'm just not going to do all of that. And then I get an email from an editor at Tyndale. It's like, hey, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I was like, actually, I've been thinking about writing a book. I've wanted to write a book. I wrote my first book when I was 11. Like, you know, like in school. Like I've always, I have always loved to write. I've always loved to read. And so I like signed on with Tyndale and they held my hand through the process because I had no idea what I was doing. Nobody does the first time. But I just, you know, and there were definitely a few things that I had to kind of go toe to toe with, with signing on within very traditional evangelical publishing house that there were things that I was like, no, like, that's not what I want to say. This is what I want to say, you know, like, no, that's how everybody else is saying it. This is, that's not what I wanted. That's mm-hmm. not what I mean. Um, but all in all it ended up, I'm real, I'm so proud of the book that we put together. And I, my hope is that it, I really do think that it will set people free is like my main hope that because I think the silence keeps us in chains, like not talking about these things that we are literally all struggling with, but nobody's talking about like, no, like break those chains, pull it into the light where it can like be, you know, redeemed in Christ and like go run in the fullness of grace and what he has for you is my hope. So I'm really excited. I love that. I'd love to talk, you know, we just want to give a little taste because we want people to go get the book. But yeah. what are some of those things that you feel like the church maybe traditionally, you know, in the in the past hasn't really talked about and that's ultimately hurt people in the process? What are some of those things? Yeah, there's a whole chapter that we ended up changing the type, the chapter titles, but I wanted to title it The Emancipation of the Proverbs 31 Woman. Uh, we ended up calling it like too am I too much or not enough but just I felt so like I don't know pressured by this woman that existed in the bible that everybody was talking about all the time and I was nothing like her because everybody told me that she was so quiet and so meek <laughs> and just did whatever her husband told her to do and then I like studied the proverbs 31 woman I actually went through a study like in a bible study and that was the takeaway and was like this can't be like like, (laughs) this can't be I'm just like I and I think a lot of women walk away from that feeling like they were just made wrong Mm -hmm. like what is wrong with me why am I not why am I so loud why am I so opinionated why am I so driven and so I did my own study of the Proverbs 31 woman and walked away like uh I love her 
she was awesome. <laughs> like she killed it. Everybody respected her because she worked hard and she showed up and her husband knew that he could count on her to run that house and make money. Homegirl owned a vineyard. That's not easy. Like she was like a bad A. Like she was awesome. (laughs) And I was like, that's who, like that's who I want to tell my daughters about. Like that's who I want to model for my girls. I want them to grow up knowing like I respect my husband. He is the head of this household. I will submit to his leadership every single minute of every day. But in the meantime, I'm going to kill it. Like I'm going to kill it and I'm going to run in the fullness of my giftings. So that's that's been like people that have gotten to read the book. That's overwhelmingly overwhelmingly been one of their mm-hmm. favorite chapters. I talk about the mental health stigma. Why are we Christians so weird about it? Why do we think even like, like as, as we've gotten better about it now, it's like, okay, therapy is acceptable. It's like, no, like I need Prozac. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like my brain doesn't make enough serotonin. I, I don't know what to tell you, you know? And uh, there are mo- there's a couple chapters about friendship breakups, like the ending of relationships. I think we see a lot of content about how to make new friends, how to be a good friend, which is great. And I think that's necessary. But also friendships end and seasons end. And sometimes they end really nicely and neatly. And sometimes it's messy. What do we do with that? How do we forgive? How do we like make how do we make new friends after we've been burned how do we create boundaries and not walls and so that's just that, that's just three that I feel like I just talked a ton but it's 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 all of the things that I'm really passionate about yeah. in the book. <laughs> I love it and it is stuff that's not talked about very often yeah and the way that you address these things not only in the book but just in general on your podcast on Instagram on all places it's it's just so needed and it's so refreshing and and I think you've really got a gift for connecting with people. I mean, you connect with people all over the place. But for those people that feel like they've been alienated by the church, mm-hmm. and there's right now there's a lot of church hurt, yeah. a lot of folks oh, yeah. that are like, you know what, you know, the church wounded me or that pastor I was following, he did something stupid. And so like, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm out. Gonna I'm going to be a Christian yeah. from a distance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like a yeah. lone ranger. And I yeah. get that. I get that. There is a chapter about church hurt. And it's it's funny because we actually had a journalist reach out and want to interview me about deconstruction. And I was like, well, this book is the anti-deconstruction. Right. It's I guess it's deconstruction with the intention to rebuild. Right. Right. Like, yeah, you may need to take some things down to like base level, but we're not going to stay there. You're not going to, you know, like we were created for community and yes, the church gets it wrong sometimes, but you got to like get back on the horse. Like, you know, it's, it's that it's, it's taking maybe like we have the responsibility of taking leaders off of pedestals because we are putting like, we are, we are idolizing them. And then when they mess up, it, we, it impacts us. And, uh, I tell the stories of us. We've, I've left two churches out of really like significant hurt, but like, I still go to church. Yeah. And I don't mean that like in a judgmental way. Like, I think that there is a season that you may need to take a break, but like, I'm always going to be encouraging people to get back into community in some form or fashion. Um, because like the church hurt you, Jesus. Right. Gets yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, you know? It's so good. And like I've yeah, I, like I've I've told people there's no perfect church, but church is still a perfect right. part of God's plan for every believer. Mm-hmm. And and yes. so yeah, like your church isn't perfect, and the the people who lead it aren't perfect. But but yeah. it's 
And I do think we expect yeah, perfection. Yeah. And then we're so disappointed. Like, are there things about the church that I go to now that I'm not like over the moon about? Yeah. Sure. It doesn't mean that I'm like, all right, I'm right. out. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think you stay and be a part of the change. Yeah. Exactly. As well. Exactly. And and just being the church, but getting involved, you know, I think people miss out on that. But I do think yes. I think your book is gonna be such a great place that people can feel like seen, you know, I think they'll feel seen like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I have been feeling this for years and didn't know how to articulate it. That's, that's how I've been feeling, you know? And I think too, they're going to, you know, realize that there's, there is a literally a place for everyone in God's kingdom. Like God made us all so yes. different. We're not cookie cutters of each other. And that's why I just love yeah. how you talk about it in such an honest and healthy way and give people license, you know, because yeah. of your vulnerability and candor, it gives other people license to do, to do the same thing, to yeah. say like, oh, this is me. Like, I'm going to be me. I'm going to walk in right. the fullness of God and in the giftings he's given me. And and that's, yeah. that's so empowering. So empowering. It yeah. is. And I, I really believe this book is going to is gonna bring healing to mm-hmm. some people that have like yeah. let some of those areas of, of baggage yeah. just hold them down in a way that Jesus wants to set them free from. And yeah. Yeah. And I talk about that, that like there are things in this book that I have been wrestling with for years. Like I, I'm, it is, it's, it doesn't paint like the prettiest picture of me. Like it, <laughs> I do not walk away from this book with like, I look like I've got it all together and and have like figured it out. Like there are multiple chapters where I'm like, look, I'm in this yeah. with you. Like this person hurt me and like I still I don't know. Don't really like <laughs> And that's okay. You know, like that's okay. I'm figuring it out. I'm yeah. in process with you. You don't have to be perfect to write a book. Definitely not. There would be no book. That was the requirement. <laughs> there would be no books. Yeah. Exactly. That's so so true. Yes. Like you, you are a breath of fresh air in a stuffy world. That's and, right. Yes. No, and we, you. we just appreciate you and you just, uh, same right back <laughs> at you. Like I wish that I would have known about your ministry when my marriage was drowning because you guys do this with such authenticity and like, it's not like beep boop beep boop. Like we love <laughs> each other. Like, you know, like I feel like so much marriage content. I'm like, I know, I know about love. I got love. It's not, I don't like him. Yeah. It's not about loving him. Right. I don't like him. Like, <laughs> help me there. <laughs> well, that means the world coming from you. I definitely. So thank you for that. That's, yeah. that's so sweet. And again, like guys who are listening right now or watching or wherever you are in the world, yes. um, go check out the girl named Blake on social. Buy this book, Confessions of a Crappy Christian. You will love it. In fact, buy two. Buy one buy for two. yourself and one to give, give it away. to the the crappiest Christian friend you have. <laughs> That's right. And, Perfect. No, it, this book is this book is But don't send them all back right, to right, right. I am the crappiest Christian. No, this, this oh, book goodness. is is a breath of fresh air and is it's meaty and meaningful and um I'm just so thankful for your ministry and I just hope this book takes off and People all over are reading it and talking about it because it's going to lead to some great, great conversations. So thank you for writing it and thank you for all you're doing and thanks for making some time for us today. Yes. Oh, thank you for having me. This was fun. All right, guys. We will see you next time on the Naked Marriage Podcast. Do us a favor and share this episode with somebody. Uh, Share it on social, text it to someone and just say, hey, this conversation was a lot of fun and really meaningful and I think you'd enjoy it too. We love and appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time.